This is Perspectives, the show where an examination of our many differences often shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condis Presley, and what we have in common today is a love and passion for great music. Spring finally has sprung, and you will want to save these dates. It's Memorial Day weekend 2017, May 26th, the 27th, and the 28th for the 40th annual Atlanta Jazz Festival. Regarded as one of our country's largest free festivals, but it is so much more than just our free weekend. And joining us is Camille Russell Love. She's the executive director of the Mayor's Office of Cultural Affairs here in the city of Atlanta with a whole plethora of opportunities to celebrate this great form of music, jazz. Born here in the South, vision of longtime Atlanta Mayor Maynard Jackson Camille, who started this 40 years ago, and here you are moving it forward into the, you know, well into the next century. Thanks for coming by. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited about the 40th Atlanta Jazz Festival. Uh, I'm excited about being the keeper of Maynard Jackson's vision for uh, free music opportunities for citizens and visitors to Atlanta, and we're so excited about what we have in store for Atlanta for the 40th festival. So normally, we do 31 days of jazz for this festival, but because this is a milestone, a significant 40th anniversary, you're launching with the 40 days of jazz and all kinds of events. Give our listeners some ideas to what we might expect. Well, thank you. There will be 40 days of jazz events all over the city of Atlanta. And on the first of the 40 days, we'll be having a art exhibit at a local gallery, Arnika Dawkins Gallery, to actually showcase images from a commemorative book that we're publishing of photographs of the Atlanta Jazz Festival from its inception to last year. And how much is that book going to cost for folks who want to get a copy of it, if not turn out for the, for the gallery and the, the opening? The book is going to be $65. It has over 100 images of jazz musicians. It has two essays. Uh, a statement from Maynard Jackson's uh, widow. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting compilation of the history of the Atlanta Jazz Festival in photographs. There's a, a special concert that the festival is staging at Atlanta's Chastain Park on the 30th of this month to celebrate the International Day of Jazz, right? Yes. You know, when we expanded the festival from 31 days to 40 days, for the first time, it allowed us to be part of the international celebration of jazz that's celebrated all over the world. For, so for us this year, we're going to have a concert at Chastain that will feature artists from four continents, from South Africa, from Japan, from South America, and from Israel. So Hugh Masakela is our headliner. Uh, we have a Japanese artist who is a pianist, Sanre Owe. We have uh, Sophia Ray, who is a uh, jazz singer from Argentina, and Tammuz Nissan, who is an Israeli vocalist. So it's going to be a great day, and those tickets are just $40 in celebration of the 40 years. So it's an affordable concert. Uh, it's in a great venue at Chastain Amphitheater. You could bring in your own food and drink. Uh, and have a great time. And those tickets are available at Ticketmaster. And then when you get to the actual, the festival festival, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Memorial Day weekend, it's free. And it has been free for 40 years. 
How have you all been able to do that? That can't be easy. It's not easy, but you know, it has taken the commitment of a city. Uh, there have been five mayors, Maynard Jackson, Andy Young, Shirley Franklin, Bill Campbell, and Mayor Kasim Reed, who have committed to this festival and have committed to keeping it free. So that is the first important fact. Uh, we also have sponsors who have supported the festival. We have a group of private citizens who contribute to support the festival. It has been challenging. Uh, we've had to fight off a bad economy, a drought in Piedmont Park, uh, just lots of different issues. Uh, but we're here. It's 40 years, and we're going to celebrate. Absolutely. Light on the other side. And we've got other special things that you have planned. There's something I read about called Marta Mondays. Yes. On Mondays in the end of April and May at selected Marta stations, the Marta uh, riders will have the experience of jazz. And so it's kind of twofold. We want them to experience jazz, but we also want them to know that they can ride Marta to the to the Piedmont Park celebration over Memorial Day weekend. So it's a great partnership with MARTA. We also use MARTA buses to advertise the festival and also use the MARTA trains to advertise the festival. So it's a wonderful joint cooperative venture between the city of Atlanta and MARTA. And it absolutely makes 100% perfect sense. As someone who came to the festival one year and attempted to drive my car, People. There is nowhere near Piedmont Park to try and park. So, indeed, it is smarter to use MARTA. And you guys have planned something called the Neighborhood Jazz Series. What can you tell us about that? Well, we partner with city council persons to present jazz in their districts on every Saturday and Sunday. So it is a wonderful opportunity to take jazz out to the community. Uh, there are some people who, even though we have a free festival, Memorial Day weekend, can't get downtown to the festival. And so we take the festival to them. So it's just a wonderful opportunity. We curate wonderful local jazz musicians to perform, uh, along with sometimes some of the neighborhood um, high school bands. And so it's just a wonderful experience for a community to get together and enjoy jazz. Exciting way to get excited about music, and music is so key to the community and so much about what connects us all. So we've kind of hit many of the high points, except you haven't told us about the lineup. Who I know we have, we have multiple stages <laughs> that celebrate different genres of jazz. Who's coming? Well, we're kicking off the festival with a wonderful Cuban group, the Pedro Martinez group. And then Robert Glasper Experience is going to be the headliner on Friday night. Um, we think Robert is just a wonderful example of how a younger generation has adapted jazz to their interpretation of what music is today. So we're so excited about having Robert. Then on Saturday, we open up two additional stages. So there will be the Next Generation stage, where we're going to have some really interesting talent. There's a group called Harriet Tubman, the band. Uh, Deva Mahal, who is Taj Mahal's daughter, mm. will be performing. Um, and it's just going to be a, a, a wonderful um, opening day. Then we have what we call the contemporary stage. And these are the jazz musicians who are... I call them kind of like the mid-career artists. You okay. know, they haven't reached legend status yet, but they also kind of blend jazz with what is contemporary 
in today's environment. So we're going to have a wonderful bassist called Nick West, uh, Nicholas Payton's Afro Jazz uh, Caribbean Mixtape, and then the great Macy Gray is going to be on that stage. I and that her. stage is going to be on Oak Hill. So, you know, that's the shaded part <laughs> uh, of Piedmont Park. And then on the legend stage, we're really happy to bring back to Atlanta Regina Carter, uh, Renee Marie, Randy Weston, the Alan Harris Band, and the legend, the NEA Jazz Master, Charles Lloyd. So it's going to be a wonderful day on Saturday. On that day, we also have something called the BMW Lounge, hmm. and that is where you can, you know, pay a little bit extra, go in, get some fancy bathrooms, get air conditioning, uh, tables and chairs, and, you know, enjoy your friends and family in a, um, you know, a curated environment. Uh, so the, those those loungers are going to open on Saturday as well. And then we'll have a kid zone, uh, which we always have, and then great food and great market on Saturday that will open up with vendors uh, for merchandise and food. And what's coming up on Sunday? Sunday is going to be a very, very, very special day. Why is that? Because we're going to program on three stages Atlanta artists. You know, the Atlanta Jazz Festival has been here in Atlanta for 40 years. And over that 40-year time span, there have been the legends of jazz who have paved the way for the contemporary jazz artists who are now paving the way for the next generation. And so we have identified and we have tried our best to make sure that as many jazz musicians in Atlanta can be on those stages on, on Sunday. And so we even have musicians who performed at the first Atlanta Jazz Festival, like Ojeda Penn, Kathleen Bertrand, the um, um, Joe Jennings and Harold Nicholson's Life Force. They were all on that first festival, and they'll be performing on Sunday. So on three stages all around the park, there's going to be just wonderful music that celebrates what Atlanta has what has come out of the 40 years of this free festival for Atlanta. So we have a young jazz musician, a young vocalist whom I just love, uh, Brenda Nicole Mora, and Tavon Pennicott, who's a young uh, Atlanta native who has now garnished uh, national acclaim. They'll be on the Next Generation stage along with Danny Roundtree and the Rialto Jazz for Kids. This is a a group that works together all year on pulling together, you know, just perfecting their jazz talents. And so they'll be on the next generation stage. And then on the contemporary stage, we're going to have, which was curated by Russell Gunn, there's just going to be a plethora <laughs> of musicians. Um, Frank Houston, Kimba Cofield, Darren English, Cleveland Plea Jones, Julie Dexter and Jacob Deaton, uh, Mamanji, and Mastery, Russell Gunn and African Drums meets Kebby Williams and the Wolfpack. Now that's going to be something to experience. And then Masiki Scales and Common Ground featuring Gawaiian Mata. So that's going to be, you know, on the contemporary stage. And then on the legend stage, as I said, we're going to have some of the musicians who performed at the very first festival. Um, so we're going to start off the day with Dwight Andrews, who's going to have 
some of Atlanta's great male vocalists, then Joe Jennings, Howard Nicholson, and Life Force. Then Kathleen Bertrand has pulled together some of Atlanta's great female vocalists. Love Kathleen. And they're going to perform. Then Joe J- Granston's big band will be performing, and Alexandra Jackson, Maynard Jackson's baby daughter, will be performing with him, which I can you know, see that Maynard will be smiling down from heaven to know that a festival that he started 40 years has now become a vehicle for his baby to perform and present her talents to the world. And then the legendary Ojeda Penn, who performed again at the first festival, uh, and Gene Carn is going to be performing with him. And then Freddie Cole will close out the evening. And, you know, it's just going to be an experience in Atlanta that you'll just want to be there. This is going to be a once-in-a-lifetime day. It's overwhelming. You must begin to plan this festival no sooner than the 39th festival ended last year. We try to take a little break so that we can, you know, learn from what we did this year. What, a week? Week, (laughs) a week, no. We actually get started about October, to be honest with you. We do another festival in the city of Atlanta called Elevate, which is a public art festival, and that is presented about the second or third week in October. So once it's over, then we turn our attentions back to jazz. What is the best thing for you, having been involved with this for, I think you said about 18 and a half years, to, to know how the sausage is made, you know, behind, <laughs> behind the curtain, the magic that happens, and then to see, what, 150,000 people turn out every year yeah. for this free festival? You know, I really feel like I've been blessed to be the keeper of the sacred tradition. Um, I really love the experience at Piedmont Park because it is a family experience. We have people celebrating graduations, family reunions. Uh, We've had the motorcycle club, the, uh, I think they call themselves the um, Buffalo Soldiers you know, to come and to see families enjoying a day together is just means a lot. Um, And that they can do that for free means a lot because our office, the Office of Cultural Affairs, we're committed to making sure that Atlanta has high quality cultural experiences. And as you can see from this lineup, you know, these are some of the best jazz musicians in the world. And for the city to have the opportunity to experience them, you know, it's, it's, just a, um, it's just a wonderful feeling to look out and see, you know, all those people out there uh, enjoying the music. Rain or shine, right? Rain or shine. Uh, just don't bring your dogs. They're not good at the festival. You know, try to take Marta because we want to be good neighbors to the Midtown community. Uh, Piedmont Park is is our park, uh, but it's, you know, in a community where people live, and we want to just be respectful uh, of that. So, folks, it's okay, I guess, to bring tents and coolers and can bring food and things, although there are vendors and others who will sell it to you if you don't want to pack. Exactly. We ask you to bring pop-up tents, not the ones that stake, uh, because whether people realize it or not, there's a... Um, irrigation system under the park and there's a chance that you could puncture 
the system and then I have to pay for that. We don't want that. We don't, <laughs> we want, don't, that. We don't want that. That's very important I to I want know. to tell you about one other event, or really two other events go, that go, are go, go. kind of geared towards um, a younger uh, generation. One is, is that on the Thursday before the Jazz Festival kicks off on Friday, we're going to have a pool party at the Piedmont Park a pool. Oh. Um, and so KP the Great, who is a Grammy Award winning disc jockey, will be spinning the tunes and you pay $40 and you could you get barbecue and lemonade and you can buy drinks. You have to be 21 to come. And then on Saturday night, we'll be having our annual late night jazz jam with Lil John Roberts, who is local, but you know, he's well known for performing with Janet Jackson, and he also performed with Stevie Wonder. Well, Little John and Russell Gunn, and they'll be bringing in a performer who actually played with Miles Davis <gasps> in a tribute to Miles Davis on Saturday night. So those tickets will be $40 in advance, and I advise people to buy them in advance because there's limited capacity at Park Tavern, and you don't want to miss this jazz jam. Absolutely not. So if people want more information, Camille, and want to go ahead and snap up tickets for the events for which there are tickets, mm -hmm. we did say that the concert on the 30th, the International Day of Jazz at Chastain Park. Now, those are Ticketmaster sales. So that's on Ticketmaster. But everything else, tell me. Everything else. If you go to our website, which is www.AtlantaFestivals.com, you can access tickets to the other events. You can buy the book. Uh, you can make a donation to the Atlanta Jazz Festival. Sign up for that VIP service free. if you're like all about the nice bathroom. Yeah, and then there's also a group that uh, supports the festival uh, at a much higher level, and uh, that's $1,000 to become a friend of the Atlanta Jazz Festival to join the Atlanta Jazz Festival Society. And that information is on our website as well. Camille Russell-Love, the executive director of the Mayor's Office of Cultural Affairs right here in the city of Atlanta. Again, save the date, Memorial Day weekend 2017 for the free Atlanta Jazz Festival. But it is that and so much more. Motown is more the music vibe on ABC's Scandal, seen Thursday nights at 9 o'clock here in Atlanta on Channel 2. This week, the show had its 100th episode. Recently, I had a chance to talk with the Emmy award-winning actor who plays Papa Pope. He's Joe Morton. Where are you going to put that next Emmy you win? What a performance. Well, thank you very much. So tell me about when you got the script that was going to have the big reveal for all of the scandal watchers last night who now know who killed the president. Well, as you know, we, um, we never know what's going to happen until we sit down at a table read. So once we all read the script together, I mean, there was a lot of uh, finger pointing and screaming and hands over mouths. And um, I think we probably all responded to the script the same way that the audience did last night. Joe, how did your character go from being command to taking commands? Well, I mean, I think that is his uh, M.O. I mean, he, as he's said in the past, you know, you cannot take command, command takes you. So I think, you know, in certain kind of pressure situations, he lets command take hold of him and he does what he has to do. How excited were you to have an opportunity to work with Tanya Pinkins, who came on as your college crush, Sandra? I mean, she really should have followed your advice and gone to Zanzibar. <laughs> uh, Tanya is wonderful. Um, you know, she and she was 
wonderful. Um, we worked together many, many years ago. She's a terrific, wonderful, talented actress. Um, I was so pleased that it turned out to be her to uh, to play the part of Sandra. It was great. It was lovely. Any hints as to what we might expect next? Well, it's a little bit like, um, I mean, at the moment, it feels a little bit like what kind of is going on in the real world, a very kind of whirlwind of confusion um, and accusations uh, all around the White House. I think uh, we're sort of following that windstorm a bit. Very much got that feel that with this shadow government that's even bigger than the shadow government that your your character ran, it, it very much had a, a, a sense of somewhat parroting or imaging what the U.S. is experiencing right now. Is that your sense of what Shonda was going for with last night's script? Oh, I, I wouldn't say that she was going specifically for that, although you get the sense in in this organization that's trying to take over the White House that it is more corporate than it is political, that it's using its corporate money and muscle to sort of work its way into the White House. There is that feeling, but um, we'll have to find out. I mean, we have to see who these people are. We don't quite know at the moment. Joe, what can you tell us about the symbolism in the monologue early in the episode where we learn about a predator and then that great scene with you and Carrie where you continue to tell her that you are not a predator? It sounds almost as if uh, Papa Pope is trying to, you know, Eli's trying to convince himself of that. No, I think more so he's let, he's telling the truth. <clears throat> Papa Pope is not a predator. He is someone at the moment. I think he was probably a predator when he ran B613, but now that that doesn't exist anymore, I think he's telling the truth when he says he's just very smart prey, trying to make sure that his species survive. I think he's talking more about um, uh, Olivia than he's talking about himself. What he's about, what he's doing and what he's done was to keep her alive. So I think that's what that speech was about. How was it for you being in every single scene of the episode? How exciting. Uh, it was, it's very exciting. Um, you may have noticed that um, that's what's happening lately in, in Scandal, is that each different episode seems to be a kind of Rashomon. That is, it's all the same uh, event, which is the assassination of Frankie Vargas, but from different points of view. Um, I believe uh, the next episode after this is from Huck's point of view. So you'll see kind of the same um, events happening in a very, very different way. I know you got to go, but one last question. Loved how you delivered the Young Thug line. Was that in the script or end up being ad-libbed? No, Young Thug was in the script. It was just the way I decided to deliver it that was not in the script. Joe the Morton, you are an incredible actor, and what a great episode last night of Scandal. We're excited for you. Thank you for your time, and we'll talk to you soon. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Perspectives is a half hour we produce with you in mind. If there's something you think we ought to be talking about, let me hear from you. Tweet me, my handle is Condo29 on Twitter, or leave a message on our Facebook page. We do appreciate your listening and hope you'll be back next week at this same time as we examine another perspective. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.